Fantasy Managers, hello and welcome to the first ever in-person FPL Addicts podcast. It's been quite a journey, year and a bit so far. We've never actually done one with all the panel in person, so this is the very first live from the FPO Social at Ultra Football in Melbourne. So we've got Ollie and the guru Matty Day today. So Ollie, you know, you've been on the panel a bit so far today. You know, Game Week 24 is behind us now, but we're going to go on a little bit of review of it. Are you excited? Not to review 24. Really not excited to review 24. Do we have to? The, the resident lowest in the league, other than Statman Dave, who's working behind the scenes today. I won't expose him too much because he's not doing too well this season, but managed to get 65 points last week. Uh, the captain pick of Bowen really paid off for me. I think a lot of people put their faith in him this week, and they were definitely repaid. He's been absolutely brilliant in the past couple of weeks, so it was nice to see him on the score sheet yet again for West Ham. I'm sure Damo, who's sitting right in front of me, was fairly happy with that one as well. Other than that, Yotta was another big hitter for me, who was you know, one of the Guru's top captain picks this week. He told so many people to put their faith in Yotta, and if you listen to this man, you're going to get the rewards from it. So that was my week, 65 points. Um, in terms of you know, the other people that aren't here, we've got Jack and Reedy as well. So I'll go through Jack's team. He's unfortunately working behind the scenes as well today, so he can't be on the panel. But he had a brilliant week. Um, you know, the average was 50 points, and Jack managed to get 80. He doesn't often get big scores, so... You know, he's, he's, dis- he's disappointed He's disappointed that he's not sat right there today. But 80 points, he put his faith in Son as his captain this week and it paid off. He had the partnership of Diaz and Cancelo who managed to get that clean sheet as well as Trent Alexander-Arnold and Ben White. So his whole back four managed to return for him, which is quite a rare sight in FPL. You don't often see that. So he definitely reaped the rewards of the defenders this week as we discussed earlier in our panels. But Ollie. You this week, it wasn't so good as, you know, someone like Jack. 52 points, only two points above the average. You did put your faith in Bowen, like myself. But other than that, you know, what did you sort of make of your week? Oh, nothing else went right. Jack should be sitting here, shouldn't he? I, I, I am the FPL fraud of this week. I am the FPL addicts fraud because Jack should be in, uh, in this position. Look, I started the game week really well with Jared Bowen. Obviously, really lucky with his goal, let's be honest. Obviously, it was a game a bit dire. Not many chances created and... Bowen got a bit lucky with the deflection and scored, and I thought, I'm onto a brilliant week here. Nailed it with a captain pick. And then nothing happened. And I just watched everyone else with high assets. EO turned me over, and I just, yeah, took massive red arrows. So 52 points. I'll take getting above the average. I know it's for some for those that watch the pod, I, I pride myself on at least being better than average um, because that's what I am in most things is, is average, and especially in FPL. So as long as I'm better than average, I'll take that. Um, I got 52 uh, which is a bit poor, let's be real, let's be honest. But you've got to have someone to take the mick out of on the podcast. Usually it's the other way around that I'm taking the mick out of you this season. So enjoy this moment while it lasts because it's not going to be long. Um, but but no, really poor week and let, yeah, let's move on. Absolutely. Fraud watch, 9pm tonight, this guy is on there. So <laughs> just watch out for it. But, you know, Ollie, I, just, I do just want to talk to you just quickly. Trent Alexander-Arnold and, you know, you've got Andy Robertson in your team both now as well. So, you know, Robertson's been a brilliant transfer fee. Brought him in the other week for that Crystal Palace fixture that Liverpool had. And, you know, he's really shown what he's made of. So you've actually gone with the, the double Liverpool. And, you know, how do you think that's going for you so far? Oh, yeah, Liverpool, we all know that when they've got the whole defence fit, obviously we saw last season that when Van Dyke was out, they, they fell away a little bit. You know, even Burnley went to Anfield and beat him. So that shows how bad they must have been because Burnley are awful. Um, but, you know, when the full defence is fit, they're, they're brilliant. And having two defenders that can, one, not only, you know, they, not only can they defend, they can also attack as well. Good on both sides of the ball. We've seen the crosses that Alexander-Arnold and Robertson can provide. So it was pretty obvious as soon as I had the chance to bring Robertson in, I thought that it would be good to do so. And it has worked out. One of the only positives um, from the recent weeks, because I've, I've taken a bit of a tumble down in LR, but um, having the Liverpool defenders in has been good and, and long may that continue. Yeah, absolutely. 
and that was Ollie's week, but you know, the, the main man this week from the FPL Addicts, so unfortunately is about 15,000 kilometres on the other side of the world, is Chris Reed. He managed to get 96 points this week, just four shy of the century mark. He had Kevin De Bruyne as his captain. He had Yotta, he had Bowen, he had Coutinho, who all returned for him. And his back four as well all managed to get him returns. He had Trent, he had Kufal, he had Cancelo, and he had Tierney. And he also had Fabianski in goal, who managed to get him a clean sheet as well. So the only players that blanked for him was the fraud Ronaldo and Martinelli, <laughs> who didn't actually end up playing. So... Reedy, unfortunately, you can't be with us today, but, you know, what a brilliant week he's had this week and long may it continue for him as well because he is absolutely flying. He really shows that FPL is your game. It's what you make it. The amount of hits that he takes, you know, 96 points is probably how many points he's lost this season from the amount of hits that he takes. But, you know, he's enjoying it and he's, he's high up in the league, so fair play to Reedy and it's really paid off for him this week. But the guru, he managed to get 67 points this week, so better than me, better than Ollie, not quite as good as Jack and Reedy, but you had Son as your captain. You know, you put a lot of faith in him on the podcast last week. You, he was your first pick straight out the yeah. bat. You know, you said Son is going to be your captain. You put your faith in him and it paid off. It did. Look, Reedy's hot on my heels now in our podcast mini league, so I am a little bit worried. Um, just a little bit. Um, but yeah, game week was okay. 67 points. Obviously, the average was 50. I did captain my man Son, even though I told, was telling everyone, if you've got Yacht, I captain him. I was going to change at the last minute, but I was just like... I've stuck with Son for this whole break. You know, I can't I can't go against it now. And he did return. He was unlucky not to get a couple of goals. So I'm, I'm not too uh, disappointed with the choice. Um, had Jared Bowen as well, like everyone, did really well. Uh, Tierney, Alexander-Arnold, Cancelo. I actually played with 10 men this week. Uh, I had both Brighton goalkeepers who didn't play. Um, so I decided just to play with 10 men, roll the transfer. A um, couple of frauds in my team as well. Shout out to Calvert-Lewin. Uh, didn't play but I'm going to keep him for this week. Uh, Josh King come off my bench and got two points anyway. Um, again, you know, the two points is better than nothing because I was going to swap in uh, Edward, who uh, I think frauded a lot of people anyway. <laughs> you don't like Edward. <laughs> yeah, and I don't like Edward because I think everyone who watches the pod knows had him for eight game weeks. I got 10 points from him and then he went on a goal scoring run afterwards. Um, Gallagher only got the points, so that was a bit disappointing. Um, and Ollie Watkins as well. He's been, you know, five or six game weeks now without a goal and he's been absolutely shocking for me so um yeah i've got a few uh few frauds in there to move out but overall can't complain with the uh with the 67 points this game week coming into a, a double and uh, and two transfers you know three goals from villa and watkins not involved with one of them guru you must have been shocked you know if you were watching the game oh. just watching it before your eyes and when you woke up in the morning i don't know how he's not been involved in a goal i couldn't believe it especially with the i think it was the third goal that ramsey scored and watkins sort of made the move and I was thinking come on Ramsey just pass it and then obviously smacked it into the top corner <laughs> and I was just like you know and I was saying this to, before to some of the audience you know if, if you don't play FPL those things wouldn't really bother you um, but when you play FPL it's just like it winds you up so much and yeah I was fuming and um, yeah he's, he's on he's on my hit list but I'm not sure if it's going to be this week yeah I think a lot of people brought him in for that game week where he wasn't actually able to play because Villa's game got cancelled quite close to the deadline but hasn't been the best servant in the past couple of game weeks but the best thing about FPL is that if the player's not performing as the Guru said we can transfer him out so in terms of our transfers for this week boys Guru will go to you first what you've changed <laughs> you're going to be making this week yeah look I've got two transfers um, so I'll just quickly uh, talk through my side quickly I've got Sanchez Tierney Alexander-Arnold Cancelo as my uh, back line so I'm thinking what I'm going to do there uh, Williams and Liberamento so I'm thinking with the two transfers, I'm going to take out Williams from Norwich, 
bring in uh, Webster from Brighton. So he's 4.4 million. Brighton have got two games. They've got Watford and Man United. Uh, he's pretty much, I think, he's nailed, isn't he? I think Veltman's the one that's a bit of a rotation risk. And then Dunks nailed. Cucurella, they reckon's nailed. So that he's more than likely going to start. He's cheap, so I'll put him in so we get the two games. Um, and then the other transfer, it was going to be one of the frauds, either Watkins or Calvert-Lewin out. But I'm going to give him one more week because Watkins has obviously got Newcastle, which is a good fixture. <laughs> Although I'm not sure if he's going to play, but I'm just going to I'm just going to keep him in. Calvert-Lewin, I think I'll give him another week. And then I'm going to uh, go into the double game week 26 with two transfers. Um, and I'll obviously look to move Salah back in in game week 26. I'm going to yeah, avoid him this week. I'm, I'm scared of not owning Salah, I'm not going to lie. I've still got Bruno Fernandes, and I just think with the two games, you know, got to then then look at keeping him. But yeah, transfer, just one out of the two transfers, and uh, Webster in for Williams. Then again, we are out, you know, for most of the night. The deadline's <laughs> at 10 p.m. Melbourne. That could change when, uh, you know, when we're at the uh, Imperial Hotel tonight. So we'll see. Yeah, you're going to have to <laughs> check out the podcast next week to see what sort of crazy transfer the guru's brought in. Um, as he's been peer pressured at the Imperial Pub tonight. But Ollie, <laughs> in terms of your transfers, what are you going to be doing with your team this week? Yeah, Reedy's not here in person, but he's here in spirit because I'm the one taking the hit on the podcast this week. Two transfers for me, taking a four-point hit. And one man who I never thought I'd be saying on an FPL podcast, Harry Winks. There's one for you, Guru. He's coming in at 4.4. He is. He is. Wow. <laughs> there we go. There's your bombshell. <laughs> Harry Winks has come into the team, and I'm fully being serious, playing at 4.4 to go on the bench. I had a look at, I can't remember, I think it was Gilmore. I think it was Gilmore at 4.3. I just wanted a bit more security with 4.4. So Harry Winks is in. Uh, Smith Rowe's on the way out. He doesn't have a game, so going from one North London asset to another, um, which does give me room to bring in a man I did speak about before him, Philippe Coutinho, who comes in for Damari Gray, who is injured. But um, Harry Winks, he's not going anywhere near my starting eleven. He's just a bit of security on my bench, but, you know, after I say this now, he's going to haul, isn't he? Ten points plus. You didn't think about Ramsey from Villa? He's, what, point three more, or you just can't oh, fit him? Got him. I've already got him, haven't you? Benched oh, him this week. He benched him this week, and he got 11 points. <laughs> 14, he got the he got bonus, didn't he? 14. So even more, it was even worse for me. Uh, when I already had Jacob Ramsey, and I had 4.4, so I wanted to be exact. Um, but, but, yeah, it surprised me. I had a look at it today, and I just thought, Harry Winks at 4.4? You know what? May as well. But um, it's, it's a bit of a rogue selection, but it might be one that works out. You know, I'm a bad FPL manager anyway. And if Harry Winks, if Harry Winks plays to that, then uh, then he might well. But, but we're going to go with it. That reaction needs to be clipped up and posted everywhere because I think that's one of the best moments on the podcast from the year. It was just a guru's reaction when I just went, Harry Winks. Uh, we haven't had many better If the microphone didn't pick it up, he just goes, you're joking. You're joking. <laughs> yeah. Over and over again. Um, for myself, Winks is not going to my team, to be clear. Just to be clear. Um, I'm actually going to be rolling over this week as the guru hey. said he's got the uh, the two transfers for the, the next double game week and I sort of want to be in that position as well. can field a full starting 11 with one sub that's probably going to play as well. Um, so I think for me the smart move is just going to be to roll over and save the transfer and see what I can do uh, in game week 26 as well. So guru, who's your captain pick for this week? You know, you've, you've smashed it with Son this week. You smashed it with telling people to go with Yotta as well. Who do you think is the best option for the next game week? For my team, it's going to be Bruno. Um, I already own him. I owned him in the last double game week where he, he did well. Um, I'm kind of looking at it thinking if he's got two games, I can't really get rid of him now. Um, do I think he's the best captain option? Oh, I can't trust Man United at the moment, to be honest. Um, but I think if you've got him, um, you know you probably do captain him. 
I think there's some other good shouts. I actually don't mind. Um, uh, I like De Bruyne with the Norwich game. I do think he will play. I like um, obviously Salah against Burnley. Um, I'm not minding if you want to try someone a bit different, like a, a Rashford. Um, you know, if he does get the uh, the minutes, um, you know, he's looked. He actually looked good against Burnley the other night. He had a lot of shots and goal, and he got two goals in the preceding games. But obviously, he's not. Uh, he's not been starting. But um, yeah, for someone a bit different. But again, you know, you're probably going to want players that are definitely nailed. So maybe Bruno. Maybe Ronaldo, maybe Ronaldo will, um, you know, do better than he did in the last game week. But I'll probably say those those options are the best. Yeah, I think, you know, very smart picks from the guru. Again, it's sort of like a, a condensed guru section that he's given <laughs> us there with his captain pick. So we thank him for his service there. But Ollie, who's going to be giving the armband to you this week? Um, we need we need, we need Jack here. No, no, no. It's got to no. be Harry Winks, doesn't it? Oh, it can't be Harry Winks. I, oh, no. Um, we need Jack here. We need Jack on the podcast because it is his favourite. It is his man. For me, it is Mr. Sue himself, Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, I got rid of Bruno last week, as those who watch the podcast would know. Um, brought Salah back in for him, because that was the only way I was going to be able to do that. Um, and so it's left me without him. And so I wanted to go Ronaldo, double game week. Um, I think he might be able to return. Um, I'm hoping so anyway, if I've got the armband on him. But no, the captain is definitely not going to be Harry Winks for this week. He'll be he'll be square on my bench, um, but one person who won't be will be Ronaldo. And he's got the armband. Yeah, I think it's a, a safe pick from you there, Ollie. I think he's probably at the top of my list at the minute, top of the pecking order. I think, you know, I was speaking to, to Matt Gasden before downstairs and, you know, if Ronaldo doesn't do anything this week, I'm done with him. I'm moving on. You know, too, for too long have I held this guy. And, you know, if he's not doing what Salah's doing at a similar price, then there's definitely better options that you can have. And putting all that money into a forward, we spoke about it earlier, you know, it's very difficult this season because it's all about the defenders and midfielders. So I think it's going to be Ronaldo's last week for me. So I'm going to put all the faith in him, all guns blazing. He's got two games to get it right for me. So if he can do it in at least one of them, I think he can stick around for a little bit longer. But um, that's going to be my captain pick for the week. Um, you know, it's going to be an interesting game week, boys. There's a double for a couple of teams. Your favourite team, Burnley, Ollie, have got double as well. So can you just give us your top three Burnley assets for this week, please? Uh, none of them. They're all rubbish. Um, but no, if, if, I, if, I, if I must be honest and unbiased, because obviously there are people who actually don't mind Burnley in this room, me not being one of them, I absolutely despise them. But if I think I think Veghorst is actually a really, really good option. I think Carmina mentioned before about potentially him being a decent asset. I think he looked quality. I was saying it before watching the highlights. I, I hated to say it. Watching with, with Dad, who's obviously a Burnley fan, and I said that turn by Veghorst was unbelievable. Against um, Harry Maguire. Though, against Maguire. Well, the Maguire attacks, but he, um, yeah. He, yeah. It's like he, he turned quicker than a truck, mate. Yeah, well, no, well, no, he did sell. I think, was it McTominay as well, I think, yeah. was, was involved in that? He absolutely sold them both. And um, I can't even remember who scored the turn was that good. Was, it was Jay Rodriguez, it was, you're right. But played him in. I think Veghorst is a brilliant option. So if you're going to go there, I wouldn't trust their defence because that's about as leaky as a broken tap at the moment, isn't it? And about as, uh, and about as useful as a chocolate teapot, Burnley's defence. Um, because they're, they've got a one-way ticket back, uh, down to the championship next season. So um, no defenders. Um, potentially Corne. He, he was good early in the season. So he might be a good asset. Uh, but Veghorst is one that, you know, I, I'm not going to advocate for because I'm not going to be bringing him in myself, but I don't think he's a bad shout if you were looking at him. Yeah, look, I spoke about him last week on the podcast, managed to get an assist, didn't he? So I wouldn't be surprised if 
Ollie Triple Captain's Weg Horse this week on a uh, you know a one week punt transfer from him. So if you see that next week on the podcast, yeah. then I've probably hacked his account. Yeah, can pigs uh, fly now? Can pigs fly? Because <laughs> it's more likely to see pigs fly than me captain in Weg Horse this week. He's definitely not going to be bringing any Burnley assets into a team this week. But they are the captains and transfers that we're going to be making. Um, so that ends that section of the podcast. But we do have a very very special guest today, the most probably elite FPL manager guest that we've ever had. He came first in Australia last season and 13th in the world overall. Can we please get a round of applause for our guest today, Bill Stewart. <laughs> Bill, pleasure to have you on the uh, the FPL Addicts podcast. How are you doing today, mate? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me and thanks for the uh, kind words. It's good to be here. Yeah, you know, being in the presence of a guy who, you know, won Australia last year, um, it's definitely something that we're definitely not taking for granted. And for everyone that is here live, if you've got any questions, you know, the, the guru and Bill are definitely the people to be going to today for advice. So make the most of it whilst you can. That's why you're here. You know, meet FPL content creators alike at the FPL social. But Bill, we just got a couple of questions for you today. So, you know, your journey so far, as I've said, you won the Australian um, FPL league last season, 13th in the world overall. You know, that's got to be your proudest achievement um, in FPL history, unless you've won Australia and the world. <laughs> I highly doubt that, unfortunately. So is that the highlight of your FPL career so far? Yeah, absolutely. So my FPL journey's probably started pretty similar to most people, just a bunch of mates in a head-to-head league. Uh, the first sort of two, three seasons didn't really pay any attention to overall ranking or anything like that. It was just about beating your mates. And then last year was my sixth season. And it probably wasn't really until game week 18 or 19 that I um, noticed I'm doing all right here. <laughs> First in Australia. I wasn't even at that stage. I think I was top 100 in Australia and I was like, oh, that's a pretty good goal. Like if I can keep that up for uh, the rest of the year. But then um, like as I just started using chips and things just started coming, bringing in players who were scoring hat-tricks the week I bought them in, like it was pretty surreal. Like, yeah, you just, you're lucky to get that once let alone you know a couple times in a season so no it was interesting so do you think that luck played a big part of that obviously you know first in australia it's not all down to luck by any stretch of the imagination but do you think luck definitely helped you along the way sometimes yeah for sure for sure i think there's like um, a big thing about luck uh as well is i'm a big believer not just in fpl but in life you make your own luck so you know yeah it's lucky that that player scores because when you're a hat trick when you bought him in because you weren't expecting that but you might have expected him to get a return so that's why you brought him in and then you're the beneficiary of that luck yeah 100 percent. and you know what did your your mates think of it you know you said you started out on a head-to-head league if you had a head-to-head league last season i'm, I'm hoping that you won that league <laughs> i actually all all my mates who did play fell in that head-to-head league initially have all dropped off so i don't really you ruined the fun for them bill <laughs> i don't really have a big circle now of fpl mates so it's good to be here today and meet all these people i'm hoping that changes now so um no, it was it was one of those things that when they my inner circle of mates did start finding out about it, it was um, yeah a bit of a talking point. But they sort of recognised it as you know as nerdy as it may have appeared. It was also a bit of a feat in itself. So. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, it's really nice to hear about that. And obviously, that's how most people start out FPL. You know, their mates just want to have a little bit of fun. But what a journey that it's been. Um, so you know, in terms of this season, Bill. I'm, I'm not going to assume that you're first in Australia this season so far at this point, but, you know, how does it sort of compare to how you're doing last year? Um, yeah, no, not first in Australia this season. Um, it's nice not to have the pressure, to be honest. <laughs> the last sort of five or six rounds of last year, I was like, I kind of just wanted it to be over so I could go back to just enjoying FBL 
if we can enjoy it by, by that stage. This, this uh, season isn't the one to enjoy it. No. <laughs> yeah, now I'm here and I'm like, oh, I wish I could go back to last year. <laughs> no, no, it's been, um, it is good and it's enjoyable and there's, um, there's sort of, it's very different season, lots of different tactics, um, sort of been stitched up as much as anyone else in, with the whole COVID scenario. So, um, looking forward for the uh, the back half of the season to use some of the chips and hopefully get a bit more steady play and a bit more predictability. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, in terms of your team at the minute, what are your plans going forward into the next game week? Um, yeah, well, because I've had such a rotten last couple of weeks, I decided I just wanted to make things fun again. Um, so I'm actually wildcarding this week to try and take advantage of the two doubles over uh, the next two game weeks. Um, so I'll double our wildcard this uh, game week into a bench boost next game week and then um, that's going to mean I'm going to have six players from Liverpool and Arsenal so I'll probably free hit in 27 I've still got two left so the next sort of three weeks it's a good time to be here and um, meeting in the minds and get to speak to all these people because it's probably going to be uh, define my season over the next three weeks. Yeah, Bill, it'll just be great to ask you just the, how the end of the season went. You, I know you spoke about it before, how nerve-wracking that was. Can you just give us a bit of an insight into you know, the last three game weeks, maybe game week 35 onwards, just knowing that you were close to being the best in the country? Was it just, were you just not enjoying football at that point? Were you just waiting for the for the time where you, you know, you may be the best in the country? How did that sort of play out for you? Yeah, it's a bit of a, um, like a, a two-pronged thing because I'm a big Liverpool fan, so there's that... You, you know, you, you wake up every morning hoping City have dropped points and they haven't. They've just won four or five nil. Like, they just coast. And it's – so that's always disappointing. But then, um, yeah, I think the uh, – probably from about now onwards or a bit later on, on is a good time to um, try and go actually go for differentials. Um, players who perhaps uh, – I, I always use sort of 10 to 15% owned as, as a good uh, marker. And um, last year for me, that was Gareth Bale. So when everyone was on the Fernandez train, um, I decided I'd bring in Bale, who's about two million cheaper, and I sort of spread the funds. And um, yeah, the week I bought him in, I woke up in the morning and checked the soccer app, and he'd scored a hat trick. And I just, I think I went up to number two in the world at that point. So it was, it was pretty surreal. Um, yeah, just keep waking up and checking things. It does ruin your sleep though, because I'm very prone to checking it two, three in the morning, and I'm not sure the blue light's so great for your uh, sleep patterns. Yeah. And- could you just give us one, you know, your best bit of advice, your best nugget of advice for all the FPL managers out there? What, you, what would you say is your best like bit of knowledge that you can give, best bit of wisdom you can give to us FPL managers, us mortal FPL managers? <laughs> um, definitely, when you're looking at bringing in players, um, look at game weeks as a chunk. So I always look at it as a, as a sort of four to five week chunk. Um, I don't look at it just at for one game week. Sometimes I'll bring in a player who I don't specifically want that game week, but they uh, the following game weeks... Um, they've got a pretty good run or they might have a double coming up and sort of jumping on them a bit early can can pay off. Um, I did it earlier this year. I bought um, Mason Mountain the week I bought him in. He scored one point. The next week, I think he scored 21 or 24 when he scored his hat-trick. Um, so, you know, that's 25 points across two weeks um, and you're looking at, looking at things over a block of weeks rather than sort of getting too focused on the here and now. Last season, the incredible season you had, what were you using to pick the players? Was it the eye test? Was it the stats? Were you watching many games? What sort of strategies were you using? Yeah, I try and watch the Liverpool game every week. Um, and then I'll watch um, overnight goals and highlights and stuff like that. Big big fan of the eye test. Um, not so much 
stats as far as um, I'm, yeah, I'm not really into the expected, but I will look at like total shots. Um, so that that's a big one for me because uh, I feel like yeah, if they if they're having enough shots, um, surely some of them are bound to go in eventually. But yeah, definitely um, agree with what most people said earlier. It's more eye test than than anything. And I was one thing I was um, also just looking at prize scores. So, yeah, I guess the best example this year was the King versus Dennis thing that everyone went through. <laughs> um, yes. And I actually got suckered into it. I was looking at all the uh, scores and it was Dennis, Dennis, Dennis. And I was like, oh, I'll go King. He's got the stats and it backfired terribly. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, the same. So, another one as well. Who was the player that sort of carried your season last year? Was there a particular player that stands out from the whole season that you'd say kind of was in there every week for you that – Kept getting you points after points. Or? Oh, it's going to be a bit controversial, but we have to look at it as season by season. Luke Shaw last year for me was <laughs> this year's fraud. It was this year's fraud, <laughs> but last year for me he was incredible. And um, one of the turning points, or one of the things that really stood out for me last year, was um, I played him in a game against Man City when everyone else had. By that stage, it was a bit of a thing. People benched him. I played him. I was like, no, nah, Man United are keeping games close. Um, I might get a clean shout out of him. I got a clean sheet and he scored a goal. Um, it was a massive haul. And it was, it was, I think that shot me up from like top 100 in Australia to top 10. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for your time today, Bill. Obviously, it's great to have you down here at the FPO Social at Ultra Football in Melbourne. But um, that does wrap up the podcast for today, the first ever in-person podcast by FPL Addicts. And we thank you all to our live audience and our audience from afar as well. May all your FPL dreams come true in Game Week 25. Take care. Stay safe. Bye for now. 